You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. Mobile sports betting is legal in the state of Ohio, and BetQL is here to help you make the most informed bets possible. See all of today's best bets by heading to BetQL.com, or you can download the BetQL app where you can claim your free three-day trial today. Go to BetQL.com slash news slash 92.3 The Fan for all of those exclusive sportsbook offers. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. It's always game day in Cleveland, brought to you locally by Smiley One. And Bryant, that's right, together they're a great team and they are Northeast Ohio's heating and cooling experts. Um, Daryl, so go ahead, tell me, let, let's start here though. I want to understand this first. Why is uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson not the backup quarterback this week? Uh, I will answer your question with a question because that's what sure. I was always taught to do. Did you not watch the Baltimore Ravens game, Andy? I did. I did watch okay. the Baltimore Ravens game. So uh, you're saying that they genuinely straight out said, hey, DTR, you're not ready for this, so we want you on the bench. I'm pretty confident that's how that conversation went. Because here's the thing. So DTR did tell us Wednesday at his locker that he found out because, you know, the conspiracy theory was because he had dressed in a in a real nice suit walking into the stadium that he knew going in that he was going to start that football game. Well, he told us at his locker that he, he wasn't wearing that after the game, though, Daryl. He was wearing like a T-shirt. I know. So yeah. he told us that he found out he was starting that game at 1030. Deshaun Watson's uh, uh, pregame workout ended around 10.25 a.m., okay? He was out there for about 15, 20 minutes, spent more time talking to the train. We, we've been all through this, so I won't rehash it. Right, but right, right. Basically, problem. five minutes after Deshaun Watson walked off that field, that's when DTR found out, oh, hey, I'm starting against the Baltimore Ravens. Someone have the last rights ready to be read soon, please. And then he went out there and... Yeah, we, we we saw what happened to him. So, um, Gerald, that's his job, though. I mean, he's got to yeah. be ready every game. I mean, his job mentally has to be is I'm in on the next snap. Well, and here's the thing. I mean, he and he talked about, hey, I thought I prepared my butt off. I, w- I felt like I was ready to go. I felt the reps in practice went really well. Um, obviously, I can have some better timing with the receivers, and that's just something that's going to come with experience, et cetera, et cetera. But um, the, re- the reality is that, he did not look like he was ready to go. Right. And, and, and 
I'm not knocking him. It's just that's what the result was. And, you know, you can it, it's it's okay that he wasn't ready for that moment. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it, 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 that that's just part of sports. But um, you know, I, I think that they looked at uh the results of that Baltimore game and they're like, well, at least PJ Walker started a couple of games in his career. I mean, the numbers aren't all that great, but he, you know, he's at least seen an NFL field. And San Francisco, like if we thought Baltimore was was tough, right? And 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 what they did to him and the volume of sacks and the three interceptions and the low completion percentage. Like if we thought what the Ravens did him was bad, what the 49ers are going to do to him is going to be like 10 times worse when you look at the 49ers on film. So at least we can say, Hey, we're putting a veteran out there who has a little NFL experience to go against this, this really, really good defense. And maybe he can at least manage the game because let's be honest about it. What part of what you saw against the Ravens showed managing the game? Nothing. There was nothing that showed me that, but they were the ones that, I mean, this, this is on the front office. This is on the head coach. I mean, they had a meeting and said, if Deshaun Watson's hurt, the next snap goes to Dorian Thompson Robinson. That's what happens when you make a guy number two quarterback and don't keep a veteran on the roster, at least have a veteran on the roster. That's going to be there that you don't have to bring up from the practice squad quickly guys that, you know, the guys they let go. So, I mean, shame on the front office shame on the coaching staff or whoever was in the conversation and said you know what let's bring this let's because i i think there was this fear that they were if they put him on the practice squad somebody else was going to pick him up a hundred percent and look i understand what why they did what they did okay but they rolled the dice to make him the number two quarterback a hundred percent like i totally get what why they did what they did somebody was going to probably claim him at based on the preseason that he had had and mm-hmm. you didn't want to, so you give him the, but they also didn't want to commit a third roster spot to another quarterback here. And that's why I asked Kevin Stefanski on Wednesday. So what are you going to do with PJ here? Are you going to elevate him to the 53 to start the game or sign him to the 53? I should say uh, to start this game, or are you going to leave him on the practice squad and then just have him be a standard game day elevation? And he gave the old, you know, we're still trying to figure that out response. And then that, and that's understandable, but, you're right. It is on the front office for not putting someone in front of DTR that's more experienced. Like, really, was that 53rd roster spot? Like, whomever it went to, right? Doesn't matter. Right. Immaterial, whoever that went to. But was that 53rd roster spot that they gave to some positional guy that's inactive every week more valuable to your team than maybe having a veteran quarterback or a, a, a number three vet? on that active rock i mean you can say dtr is still your number two quarterback but still have on the active roster a tangible legitimate uh quarterback but i'm guessing that veteran not named pj walker would you know want to be that number two um i I just think that they should have kept josh dobbs i don't know that that ravens game would have. and we talked about this before i don't know that that the results of that ravens game would have been much better with Josh Dobbs, a quarterback, but I do think, I don't think that they would have scored just three points. Uh, I, I think the offense would have at least looked competent. Um, the Browns would have at least looked competitive. They probably still wouldn't have won the game, but that's, that's kind of what, like they had no chance to win that game. What, uh, that, that, and, and that's what you want. You, you want a tangible opportunity to be able to win the football game. And right now is we're having this conversation. 
And I'm taking a lot of heat because I'm always negative and I'm a hater, this, that, and the other. But I'm just telling you what I see and, and, and what I think and how I feel about the situation. I don't think they have a snowball's chance in hell to beat the 49ers with a backup quarterback right now. Because the, the, the 49ers, they're not just beating people. They're, they're kicking the crap out of people this year. They're winning games by an average of 19, 20 points. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Per game. It, I think the, the it, big question for them, Daryl. Yeah, it's not like they're winning games by two, three points. They're kicking late field goals, you know, things like that. They're annihilating people. Their defense is dominating people. Their offense is scoring 30-plus points a game, right? So Yeah, that- I think the big question for them is can they run the table? Yeah. Uh, Dante Whitner said that on the afternoon show earlier this week. He goes, yeah, I think they can run the table. Yeah. Now, they do have the Eagles later this season, which will be an interesting game. I, you know what? I think they'll lose one or two games. I, I don't think that they'll run the table just because the NFL, it's so hard week in and week out, right? It really is. So – uh, I'm not going to say they're going to run the table, but they were my preseason Super Bowl pick. Everyone was, you know, was yelling and screaming, "Oh, you know what you're talking about? Philadelphia Eagles going back." I was like, "I'm telling you, San Francisco is going to be the team to watch in the NFC." And guess what? Right now, the 49ers—they are not only the team to watch in the NFC right now; they're the most dominating team in the NFL right now. Now, Joe, you need to stop the podcast right now for everyone that's watching on YouTube and pat yourself on the back. Congratulations! Get that well shot. done, Get that. well done. You should be proud of yourself. Call By your the family. Way, I think yes. I just bruised my rotator cuff by doing oh, that. Oh, you're done. See ya. Two to six weeks, right? Oh, don't say that. Oh, I, I, I'll say this. If this if this Deshaun injury lasts beyond this week, then the Browns are in serious, serious trouble. Like, if he can't come back, okay, they go to Indianapolis, right? If right. Can't, I had to look at my Brown schedule, those of you watching on YouTube. Um, if he can't come back to play against the Colts, right, and it's Gardner Minshew v whomever, right, whether it's P.J. Walker or DTR, it just – I am really, really concerned then all of a sudden about this game. Because this one here, I'm, this is a mulligan for me, right? I mean, it's good. Unless they do something incredibly stupid at the end of the game and lose a heartbreaker, it's going to be real hard for me to get up a bunch of hot takes of how the Browns, you know, blew blew a game against such a dominating <laughs> force. But um, – they need Deshaun back for the Indianapolis Colts. And I think that that goes back to your earlier point of maybe this isn't the worst week to give Deshaun uh, off. Well, let me also say this, that if they're not contemplating bringing in another quarterback by the 31st, then they're looking at setting up the defense the way they set up Joe Thomas for years. What a waste. What a waste. Because the Browns defense is good. And, you know, yes, the Ravens figured out how to run on them, but this defense could, you know, is a playoff defense. And if you're going to let one side of the ball absolutely crush you yeah. so that you can advance, shame on them. They need to go out and get somebody. They need to go out and get somebody if they think that. And they better make that decision quick. But the, the key is they have to figure out how severe that injury is to Deshaun. And it sounds to me like Deshaun didn't know, the team didn't know, and the doctor said, well, everything's connected, right? I and mean, that's really what yeah. else could they say? It's all connected. There's no structural damage in there. And then it, it turns out that there is some – you know, there is some, you know, bruising in that uh, that's uh, preventing him 
from being able to throw. But when you talk about the defense, right? Uh, San Francisco is number one in points allowed at 13.6, and the Browns are right behind them, allowing just 15 points per game. So the, the top two defenses it. are squaring off. Now, here's where the contrast comes in, though, and that's when you talk about the offenses, right? The Browns are 23rd in scoring, averaging 19 points a game, whereas the 49ers, which I, I like, couldn't believe that they're not number one in scoring, but they are second in scoring, averaging 33.4 uh, points a game. The Browns are 21st in total offense. The 49ers are third uh, run offense. Browns are five. Uh, 49ers are third pass offense. Browns are 30th, not great. And uh, the 49ers are tw- uh, eighth, I should say, with, uh, with Brock Purdy uh, as their quarterback. So, um, that, so, that's, that's where this is like, it's tight defensively. When you look at both of these defenses together, like, ah, this could be a offense optional type of game, right? It's going to be real tight. Maybe first one to 15 or 16, whatever, right? First one to 17 is going to win the game, but then you break down the offenses and you see what San Francisco has. And then you look what the Browns have, and that's where you get that major, major separation between these two teams. All right, let's talk more about injuries when we come back. It's always game day in Cleveland. 